0: A very good morning to everyone. May I invite you to open your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 to 10. I will be reading from the English Standard Version. Uh, They are also projected on the slides for you. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. And test the mind to give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 5 to 10. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Allow me to begin with a word of prayer. O Lord, your word is a lamb to our feet and a light to our path. Give us the grace to receive your truth in faith and love and the strength to follow on the path you set before us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. I would like us to begin by focusing on verse 9. God who sees our hearts is now warning us that our hearts are deceitful. It cannot be trusted. In fact, in in Romans chapter 7, verse 15, the the Apostle Paul also echoes a similar sentiment when he spoke about the the sin that dwells within him. He says this, "For I do not understand my own actions, I do not do, I do, I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate." That's Romans 7 verse 15. And so Jeremiah 17 verse nine and Romans 7:15, they seem to mention the same thing. Roman, Jeremiah 17 verse nine contains an emphatic denial of a popular belief that people are basically good. For example, the three-character classics was written in the 13th century during the Song Dynasty and was used to teach children. The first line of the three-character classics um, writes, Ren zi chu sing ben san. That's the best I can, I can say in Chinese anyway. It, it echoes a belief that mankind is originally good at birth. We also read in Genesis that when God made mankind, God also saw that what he had made was good. However, the later records about Adam and Eve's fall in, in Genesis, disagrees with this idea that by nature we are good because instead, all of mankind has now been tainted by sin because of the fall. Because our hearts are deceitful, there are two sides of ourselves that we can observe. The first is the true self because it is who we really are and how God has made us to be. Some people call this the true self, the soul. This true self wants to keep us rooted in who we truly are. It craves to know the truth about ourselves and our world. Our true selves desire to understand and also to be understood. We have a set of values and hopes that we, we hold on to because God made us for community there is also a desire to be connected and to belong in a life-giving community. We don't want to be alone. And because we were made for community with God, right, we were made for relationship with Him, we were also meant to be a people who trust in God. On the other hand, the stage itself is a side of us which we usually project for others to see. There are some um, external behaviours of the stage self that we can observe. For example, self-protection, possessiveness, manipulation, self-promotion, and a need to distinguish ourselves from others. And it is a side, that, it is a side of us that we construct to mask and protect ourselves. And what do I mean? The stage self is a must because it is a social and and mental image of ourselves that we project to booster our sense of self-worth it is the image we want others to see to to get us started or to launch us forward for example some of us are aiming for that particular promotion or maybe we want to maintain our image as someone who is highly competent and can get even the hardest things uh, completed and so this self-promotion will be a stage self that we want to project for others to see and affirm. We want people to remember this side of us so that we can be chosen and affirmed to get through the challenges and tasks in an ordinary day. Secondly, our stage self also serves as an armour, an armour for us. Right? The, the, the instinct to protect ourselves by living Divided lives can emerge when we are young as well, as we start to see the sinful realities around us. Some of us actually learn this in schools or even in the playground. For example, if a bully comes to me and teases me and he succeeds in making me cry, do you think he will stop or will he do it again? Well, now that he knows what my triggers are, he will do it again. And he will keep doing and doing because he knows that I'm helpless against him. And some of us learn that by lying or pretending that my parent is some influential, powerful person, for example, the principal of the kindergarten, right? That's the ability, that has the ability to possibly deter some bullies. On the other hand, some of us master the defense mechanism of pretending to love it off so that the bully stops getting the thrill of triggering you and moves on to something or someone else. And so so it serves as a protection as well. But as much as our stage self is useful for protecting and helping us in social settings, this is as far as it goes. It is a poor substitute for the real us. Although our stage selves are necessary to help us get started, we will also need to deal with its limitations. And we should not allow our stage self to stay around too long. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says this: the heart is desperately sick and wonder, and he wonders who can understand it. This divide between the stage self and the real self is unhealthy for us. It it becomes Difficult for us to even understand our own heart sometimes, let alone trust another person. And so, allow me to highlight some problems with the stage self and with having this divide between the stage self and our true self. Because the stage self is so helpful for us in various social and work settings, we can over rely on this stage self, which has the tendency to mislead us away from our need. From God. Our stage selves are so competent and so self sufficient. We gradually walk this slippery slope of becoming autonomous, independent without God. When we begin to to identify ourselves separately and apart from God, our union with God also gradually begins to erode away. And so allow me to read Jeremiah chapter seventeen, verse five to eight. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhibited sought land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree plundered by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 to 8. And so the true self is the person in verse 7 uh, where the person knows his need for God and trusts in Him. He is described as a tree. This person is rooted in God's love and power, he is filled with peace, even when placed in difficult and dry places, and he is able to bear good fruit unceasingly. The stage self is more like the man mentioned in, in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse five and six, whose trust is anchored in people, not God. His confidence and trust is in himself and what he has accomplished, not God. Unlike a tree that, has, that generally has one trunk, where all its nutrients are delivered to the entire tree, a stup, right? A strop has many stems to help it stand. As a result, a strop is weaker compared to a tree. The stage self, whose reliance is on a high-value high network of friends or his abilities, is very much like a strop which has many stems and yet they are not as strong and tall as trees. These men, these people, these people, these people whose reliance are on people and their abilities are, are so much weaker than these, those men who are compared to trees whose trust and reliance is on God. And so let's pause for a moment I want you to reflect on this. Consider these two questions. In the past three days, right? how have you been like a tree where you've been practicing and trusting, relying on God's strength, his wisdom, and his deliverance? Or maybe like the picture, in the past three days, have you been more like a strap, relying on your own strength, your abilities, your intellect, and the people around you? And so are you more like a tree? Or are you more like a strap? Which side of you have you been showing to your close ones? As we begin to shift our reliance away from God to other people and our abilities, as we move from being a tree to a strup, right? We allow our, our stage self to encourage us to rely on our abilities and these people instead of God we begin to feel, we can also begin to feel the need to overcompensate for our lack, which we would have normally received from God. And so one of the false ways, one of the ways our false self tries to compensate is by finding our identity in performance. We go into overdrive at work, in our planning and our execution. We are anxious about, about the results and people's feedback. And this is one of the causes for anxiety that we face from time to time. We lose sleep about what people will say. And so a huge portion of who you are, so a huge portion of who you are, is it a, a stage self, or is it more of a real self? According to Robert Mulholland, who uses the phrase false self, instead of "stage self, he, he observed that our false self shows itself, often frantically into a frenetic round of performances designed to provide a matrix of identity for our being. And this is why so many of us are so tired and overwhelmed. We are the ones who are unable to say no. We are driving ourselves to exhaustion. And there are also issues when we fail to close the divide between our true and stage self. Firstly, when our, our lives are, between, are divided between these two selves, our true self is unable to influence and impact the work we do in the world. If we constantly allow our stage self to project that image of success or power, it can become increasingly difficult to act honestly according to who we are. In fact, according to Peter Zero, as we become more obsessed with succeeding or at least surviving in that world, We lose touch with our souls and disappear into our roles, our stage self. Eventually, we can feel stuck, trapped, and addicted. We lose touch with our true self, the people that God has created us to be. We gradually live off-center and alienated from who we truly are. The second issue with living with this divide in our lives is inconsistency we continue to live unredeemed lives. And so unless we are aware of these two selves, these two ways of living in the world, this inconsistency can hinder us from entering into a deeper life of wholeness in Christ. As a result, even our relationship with God can become shallow. Finally, because of this divide between our true self and staged self, the people close to us will become wary of the gap between our stage behaviour and the real us. Our inconsistency undermines ourselves and our relationships. For example, is this person the same on the inside as he or she seems to be on the outside? Children ask this question about their parents. Students ask this about their teachers. Employees ask this about their supervisors. Patients ask this about their doctors. And even, their church, even our church members ask this about our pastors. Can I trust you? If the answer is a confident yes, we can start to relax. We believe this person is a person of integrity. We feel secure enough to trust in this relationship. We feel safe enough to commit and do what is required of us, such as taking our medicine or serving in ministry. But if the answer is no, I can't trust this person. We go on high alert. I don't know what kind of person I'm dealing with. I become cautious. I mean, even withhold the investment of my energy, my commitment, and my talents. And so when student student drivers don't trust their driving instructors, they are hesitant to do what their instructors tell them to do, even if an accident is going to happen. When your staff don't trust that you have their best Interest at heart. They won't put their heart into their work. The perceived inconsistency that others see between our true and staged self constantly undermines our morale, our relationships and our capacity for good work. And so what do we do? How do we bridge the divide between our staged and real self? Firstly, we must make a practice of inviting God to show us what is on our heart and minds. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10 tells us that God has the power to search our hearts and test our minds. And don't worry, the testing of our minds is not as hard as PSLE and the O-level exams. Earlier this week, I I went to office earlier than usual. I was feeling a little bit more um, exhausted than usual and I don't understand why. After all... Monday was a lab, was a labor was labor day. It was a public holiday. I should be more refreshed and ex, rather than exhausted. As I use the prayer of examen to reflect on my week, I recall that just as um, care bears that you see on the on the on the screen, just as care bears have the ability to project power to help and heal others, like all of us, they also have a shadow side. Uh, they also cast shadows wherever they walk. After all. I also realized that I also have a shadow side that was beginning to surface. I realized I was becoming impatient and I was becoming critical. And so as I allowed God to show me my shortcomings, God was also revealing and inviting me to act in ways that could help heal my relationships, which leads me to the second thing. We must intentionally check our stage self. In Ephesians chapter 4, Verse 22 to 24, we are reminded to put off your old self, which belongs to your former way, your, for, your former manner of life, which is and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And so, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24, we need to shed the stage self, our old self, in order to live authentically in our new self, which is our true self. And unless we shed this stage self, we will continue to live divided lives. And this divided life is a wounded life. And God is calling us to heal this wound. And so my friends, who you trust and listen to, to God and your true self, or to your stage self, which we must all share today. Come, let us pray. Above, Father, we confess that our hearts are in need of your redemption. Teach us how to walk as your children of light, so that Christ may be revealed for your glory. In all that we say and do, in Christ, name we pray. Amen.